Welcome to Vibrant Visionaries. This is Heidi Bennett, and I have new podcast pals, Josh Newfeld and Dean Haspiel of Scene by Scene with Josh and Dean. Welcome, guys. Hi, Heidi. Hey there. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I am in love with your podcast. <laughs> so I'm so glad we we're able to spend some time today. Why don't you, um, maybe Josh, you can start. Just tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do. Then Dean, you can take a turn. And then we'll talk, you know, about this podcast and anything else that tickles our fancy. Sure. So yeah, this is Josh. I am a professional cartoonist, which sounds very fancy, but it just means that I sit alone by myself at my drawing table a lot and uh, publish my comics. I've been basically drawing comics my whole life. I specialize personally in nonfiction comics, so either journalism or memoir stories, other informational pieces, but always, you know, based in the real world. Cool. And Dean, tell us a little bit more about where you're coming from. I used to sit alone by myself, which <laughs> sounds like a title for a a graphic novel, actually, or, or most anything. Uh, but I prefer to share space in a studio and work among other artists. It's something I've been trying to recruit Josh to do for years, but he won't do it. Not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I grew up in high school with Josh, and we both came to love comic books and wanting to do our own comic books and growing to be actual professional cartoonists. And where Josh mostly focuses on nonfiction and journalism and semi-memoir type stuff. I tend to bounce between doing memoir, superhero, other kind of genre comics. Uh, my favorite comic book growing up is The Fantastic Four. And my dream was to become the penciler of The Fantastic Four. And that was it. And then I discovered underground comics and alternative comics and discovered that you could write and draw these comics and own them as well and create your own characters. And so I started to kind of veer away from just wanting to become like a technician or a journeyman for a company and start doing my own stuff. But I toggle between the two. I hopscotch. So my career kind of serpentines a lot between working in semi-autobiographical comics and superhero stuff. I've also dabbled a little bit in television. I won an Emmy Award for my work uh, helping design the characters for the opening title sequence for HBO's Bored to Death, which was created by Jonathan Ames. I've also been privileged and honored to be able to attend Yado, which is an artist writer's retreat that I get to go to once in a while. And I was a master artist at the Atlantic Center for the Arts, which Josh also was. And so, you know, I've, I've gotten to expand my rubber band, as it were, not just comics. And recently, in the last bunch of years, I've been writing plays. Cool. So now we know a little bit about your background. What I'd love to get into is how the two of you decided to get into podcasting and specifically into this collaborative project scene by scene with Josh and Dean. Yeah. So maybe I should jump in there because it was my crazy idea in the first place. And I roped Dean into it pretty much pulling the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same high school here in New York City, where we both still live. And we were both uh, young cartoonists and grew up both making comics and inspiring each other and competing against each other and egging each other on. And at that point, we both wanted to become superhero cartoonists. And we continued that relationship after high school, through college and on into the present. And, and we've collaborated on other projects before. So, you know, going back to the 1990s, we did a comic together called Keyhole. We were both uh, members of Brooklyn Comics Collective called Hang Die. 
We were both in Activate Comic, a web comics collective. I was a huge fan going back maybe three or four years now of a little podcast that you might have heard of, Heidi, called Star Wars Minute. <laughs> and and uh, sort of the, the grandfather of all the movie by minute podcasts. And I got really into that show and um, I was uh, starting to get the itch to start podcasting myself. I had some experience in public speaking and teaching and uh, considered myself a relatively entertaining person. Some other people have told me that. Maybe my wife mentioned it. That Maybe nobody else now that I think about it. Anyway, so it turned out that when I was casting about for the idea of doing a podcast of my own, I thought about the movie American Splendor because Dean and I were both illustrators for Harvey Picar, whose comic book series was called American Splendor. And there was a movie made about him with Paul Giamatti. And I thought, that's it. We'll do a movie by minute podcast about American Splendor. Plus, there was this little thing, which uh, I'm not sure if Dean mentioned, that he actually was the one who made the connection between Harvey Picar and his wife, Joyce Brabner, the actual guy, and Ted Hope, the producer of the film. He kind of got them together in the same room and... Because of that, the, the movie actually got made. Plus, he contributed artwork that ended up in the movie. So, yeah, I, I proposed the idea to Dean. He thought it was a terrible idea to do a minute, a movie-by-minute podcast about a very obscure art film that most people don't know about. So we talked about it some more, and we came up with the idea of doing it at sort of scene-by-scene scene and integrating our own background, our story as friends, and our other work that we've done using like scenes in the movie as jumping-off points for talking about sort of the larger world of being professional cartoonists. Yeah, Josh was really excited and, and about doing this initially. I was hesitant. I had worked on a podcast previously for a project called Trip City, Dot net where we produced a, a free i think it was a monthly podcast at the time and you know it, we we didn't have the bells and whistles i actually recorded some podcasts on my smartphone that was the quality of, of some of the podcasting and you know we pop these things up and folks would listen to it and that was really cool but we weren't really thinking of it on on terms of a production value you know it was more like who we could get uh, sometimes we get certain celebrities or certain other cartoonists or people in our wheelhouse. And that was a lot of fun, but I didn't take it too seriously. And when Josh proposed the minute by minute and I convinced him, wait, no, we should probably do it scene by scene because I couldn't imagine breaking down this movie minute by minute. I, I can understand why Star Wars and other, you know, kind of pop culture phenomenons that have a lot of story packed into a two to two and a half hour, three hour movie sometimes has a lot going for it. And especially a lore like Star Wars or any other kind of franchise, any, any number of those are packed. You know, you know, they have Wikipedia, uh, you know, pages dedicated to what's going on in the background or what was that little shadow happening over there? Or this, you know, coffee cup, where did it first appear? That wasn't necessarily going to be true for American Splendor. I was then hesitant on just purely focusing on the movie, even though part of Josh's plan was to insert ourselves. But it was just important to me that if we're going to do all this work for free, you know, I wanted to kind of like expand the conversation out, potentially how certain scenes could create other conversations, like create tentacles into other places that we could discuss things, whether it's a hot topic or something from our childhood, letting the scenes provoke stuff for us to discuss. And I feel like that's where we were able to settle on creating the podcast that you currently have been listening to, Heidi. And, and again, thank you so much for listening to it and praising it. It's, it's really exciting. 
Yeah, well, this is so yeah, this is right in my wheelhouse. So listeners will know, uh, but just to put it all together, I my first podcast was Spinal Tap Minute. I come from a background of singing and performing on stage. So I'm used to being in front of people or speaking and, you know, singing or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm used to having my voice being heard, but I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do yet. And I thought, well, instead of just sitting around waiting for that perfect inspiration to spark, I will dive into something that I love, which is, yeah, I also loved Star Wars Minute. And I thought, well, I'm going to choose Spinal Tap because it's such a fun movie. People love that movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, it strikes the right tone for me. So I can talk a little bit about music. We can have musicians on. We can talk about improv and comedy and documentary filmmaking and, you know, just everything. So that I felt like there was um, plenty that we could pack into a minute. Yeah, I was going to say, you can always find so many things if you just think about it and you allow yourself to be spontaneous. Because, again, we can edit anything out, right? So why not use the, the venue and the forum to express yourself and to kind of investigate and just enter territories that maybe you don't feel necessarily comfortable with? One of the things I discovered about the Internet is that, you know, we all grow up in public. You know, you can make mistakes. It's okay. Most folks are forgiving. And so I think, you know, not being an expert at something at first is fine. You know, as long as you're kind of committed, one of the things I always advise other friends when they decide they're going to do a project online, whether it's a comic, a podcast, whatever, is that you have to show up on a regular basis. You can't be fickle. If you want people to invest in you, you have to invest in yourself. Wise words. Wise, wise words. Well, so many things attracted me to the podcast that you guys are doing. And one of them is I am a big Harvey P. Carr fan. I really enjoyed that film. Mm. And then I really enjoyed your approach. So the fact that it is this jumping off point for the two of you to discuss your own creativity, your own relationship between the two of you, your collaborations and, you know, anything else that happens to come up. And then, um, yeah, the added bonus that you both have very specific ties to uh, the film itself and have relationships with some of the people who made the film and, you know, Harvey himself. I attribute a lot of that to Josh because he he watches the movie over and over again. I usually watch the scene like literally twice before we actually record the podcast within minutes. So it's more fresh in my mind and so does Josh. Mm -hmm. But the fact that Josh was able to break down all these scenes and then kind of write down what what was going on in them and you know, talking points. And, you know, again, I'm more spontaneous, I'm more knee jerk reaction. But I'm really it's been really helpful for Josh to be kind of hyper focused and being able to discover a lot what we're going to talk about early, you know, way before we even talk about it. It's very helpful for my neurological condition, I think is what Dean is trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a diagnosed neurological condition? It's called control freak, I think. No, I... (laughs) No, I definitely have that. And it's astounding that you're worse than me. And I thought I was terrible. (laughs) That's why I hang out with you, because you make me feel better about myself. Um, Yeah, no, I definitely have enjoyed the sort of stuff that Dean would probably like run screaming away from, which is like, you know, where did this scene, you know, originate? What was the comic it originally appeared in and who did the art and when was it published? I was actually amazed, you know, after we had kind of broken the scenes up and started doing the research about where these various scenes came from that inspired um, the scenes in the movie. I was astounded how many I actually had a vague 
let's say a vague specific memory of you know when I had read it because when I discovered alternative comics and started moving away from mainstream superhero stuff and genre comics, Harvey's work made such a huge impact on me. And maybe Heidi, this was the same for you, but I just kept being gobsmacked by this idea, you know, that somebody was making comic book stories about like the most mundane and ordinary type of existence. And he was doing them so transcendently and so beautifully and in such an unusual way. Um, So when I started reading, you know, those original American Splendor stories and those old anthologies and stuff that like story after story after story just stuck in my mind. So even like 20 years later, when I was trying to match these things up for the movie, I was pretty on target for like where to look to find the the story that um, inspired a lot of these scenes. I think the way that both of you are describing this experience also just shows a variety of ways that we are creative and that we can collaborate and find collaborations that work well, sort of bring out the best in each of us or play against each other. Mm-hmm. And I can relate a little bit to both of you, I think. Uh, yeah, I, definitely for Spinal Tap Minute and for Cabin Minute Cast, which was about the cabin in the woods. Sometimes I went down those rabbit holes and other times I'd watch the minute a couple of times before getting on mic and really enjoyed that spontaneity. And oftentimes would even mm-hmm. while recording, I would find things that I hadn't seen yes. <laughs> before. And totally. I found it just a mm-hmm. fascinating process. We Sorry to interrupt, but we just found, I discovered something today that I haven't seen in 15 years. I'd never noticed in 15 years until today. This is the episode where we show where the scene that comes up that shows the artwork that I contributed to the movie. Josh asked me, hey, could you find the actual artwork? Because, you, you know, you can see it in a clip in the movie, but it's really quick and, you know, it's the cinema version. And he's like, do you have it? So I found it. And when I matched it with the way it came out in the movie, they reversed the panels. And I never even noticed that until today, after all these years. I was just like, whoa. So yeah, you're right. Sometimes you can just discover something as it's happening. Because when you start to like dive deep into something, it, it activates other parts of your brain. So that you're kind of like, now you're playing detective almost. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can spark this conversation and it gets spirited. And suddenly someone's the, you know talking to Josh might, you know, ping something and and make a connection I had no idea uh, was in the back of my head or it's some brand new piece of information. And that is the fun of the dialogue. I 100% agree. I mean, it's funny because one of the things that Dean was adamantly against when I first proposed this idea to him was he was like, I don't want to just be a scholar of Harvey Picar. Like, that's not that's not what my career and life as a creative person is about. The implication was that, you know, that's like a fan receiving culture rather than creating culture. And I understand that. Like, I understand it's important to establish your boundaries. And if you're a creative person, you're sort of on one side of the fence. But I also feel like, you know, I have different parts of my of my soul. You know, there's a part of me that's a, a fan of movies and I don't make movies, but I do make stories and I, you know, nonfiction stories and I'm very creative in that role. But I also love like thinking about what other people have made and kind of being creative in my criticism or response to it. So one of the most ironic and wonderful things for me that's happened in this podcast is I think Dean has discovered his inner scholar because I'm constantly amazed when we start discussing each episode, the insights that he has like filmically uh, that I never would have thought the paths that he would have been going down. And I just love when that 
part comes out in him and he brings new things into the discussion that I, you know, that, that we never talked about before we started recording. I appreciate that. And thanks, Josh. I also think that's also a function of being in a studio and being around other artists like five to seven days a week. You can't help but comment on the day's news or a movie you saw or a comic book you read or a novel or a song, whatever. And everyone here who is creative is also thinking about like the merits of the very thing that we've either witnessed or indulged. And then you play that game of like, you know, if it didn't really work out, well, how would you do it? It starts to kind of like massage that part of the brain. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably where it, it comes from is being around other you know, people who actively kind of yeah. indulge this stuff a lot. I think it's in the service of, you know, so that you can look at your own work and play that game with your own work to make it better as you work on it and manifest it. Yeah. And also I went to film school and I study film and I want to make movies. So I do think about movies a lot and picking apart a movie, albeit a fantastic movie. And there there are some similarities between the, the two art forms of filmmaking and cartooning. Well, it's a vi- the visual storytelling that, you know, one, one yeah. you, you know, employs uh, moving pictures and sound where the other one is static images where you're actually curating uh, the images and how they stack next to each other and, t- and show a story mm-hmm. versus one that feels more ambient. But they both involve a lot of editing, as you know. And yeah, so does podcasting. When I was, um, I'm not currently in any bands, but when I was more involved in performing, I never seemed to really have a proclivity for or excitement about learning how to get the best sound. I wanted to get the best sound, but I some had some sort of disconnect with that board, you know, that soundboard. Mm. And um, so usually it defaulted to somebody else in the band or a couple other people in the band. And it's been an interesting creative learning process for me to do the podcast and really get myself into the editing zone and learn about that. And, and just listening to how different people approach doing different podcasts. You know, some people have more production, other people keep it kind of uh, clean and tidy and mm-hmm. there's just a million different ways of doing it and as far as the the analysis of film too i never necessarily would think oh i, I just want to listen to a podcast where they talk about star wars all the time but it was being introduced to it through i think doug benson being a guest on there and then just hearing the lightheartedness and the the jokes that would sort of come up organically and the fun there's analysis there but there's just this sense of joy of loving what it is we're watching and then having conversations with other fun funny creative people that's what tied me in and keeps me there so it's it's just one i think one type of many types of nerddom or ways that we absorb the information and certainly now that i've done a couple of these movies by minutes podcasts i view films different ways now you know mm-hmm. do, do you actually watch a movie now after doing the minute by minutes and thinking about how you might break it down as you're watching it and go, oh, this might be a good candidate for a podcast, that kind of a thing? That's a good question. I think, yeah, that's that kind of happens just off the top of my head, like, hmm, this could make But I think also just I zero in on what's happening moment by moment a little bit more, you know, whether it's a structure of the scene or mm-hmm. um, just those little details. Right now I'm rewatching Orphan Black. And because I've watched Orphan Black a couple of times, I can relax knowing 
I know the story. Mm. Now I can look at symbolism and some of the mm -hmm. the shots. I've been really zeroing in lately on um, how many overhead shots there are of people who look like they're in a womb together and there's some twins involved and some other very oh, interesting. womb related subject matter in this. And mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, wow, I just never really noticed how much womb imagery there was in this before. It's funny because Josh and I have definitely had debates even during the process of this podcast where as important as preparation is, it's so important to be organic and just to be as free flowing as possible while being prepared. Um, and to me, I try to yield toward being as organic as possible because I feel like that's where, you know, you shrug off the shackles of what it is we're talking about. And we get, we can get to go to places that we had no idea we we're going to go to. I feel like that's the stuff. That's the stuff that people listening will remember. That's really important and key to me to try to find that. And, and, you know, little by small, I feel like, you know, now that we've done a bunch of these, I think we have like 20 in the can right now. I feel like we're just getting better at this, you know, because now we've been doing it. It's like riding a bike. It's been a fascinating process because as much as I hesitated, it's because, I, like, like Josh said, I don't want to be a scholar. I also feel like, and, and maybe you both would disagree with me on this, but I also don't like to always lift the veil uh, and see the wizard, you know, behind the curtain. I like there to be magic. Mm -hmm. And the more people talk about stuff, the creativity, it's almost like, it diminishes and, and strips away some of the magic mm. of story and how the hell did they do that? But I also understand why we talk about it and why we need to know. Yeah, I do agree about that, that there, you know, there can be a problem of just too much inspection can rob something of, of why it works. You know, if you pull aside that curtain too much, it's, it's like, well, how did this affect you versus like, how did they do it? You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's more interesting to talk about how it affects one, I guess, than the detailed behind the scenes process of how they achieved it. I'm not that interested in say Star Wars Minute about knowing how the CGI was created or, you know, special effects or the sets were designed or something. Talking about that show, Heidi, like you said, that show to me is basically like a really mm -hmm. fun comedy show more than anything else. I think that always at the heart, they're going for the laughs. And if some actual film analysis or story analysis comes in, that's kind of like icing on the cake, but really it's just about enjoying, like you said, being a, a Star Wars fan and scene by scene is He's got a little bit less comedy as its base, even though we try to be funny. But sometimes you just can't force that. It is funny, though, because, Dean, as much as you are about authenticity and organic you know, reactions to things, you're the one who insists on writing out like this fully <laughs> detailed plot synopsis for each scene that you put this onus on yourself to read before we start discussing the actual episode. So... <laughs> It's weird because like I feel like as I'm watching the scene, I'm, I'm having knee-jerk thoughts, right? I'm just jotting them down and then knowing that we kind of have to describe the damn scene, right? Because that's what the podcast requires. Like for people listening, we have to let people know well, what have we just watched. Mm -hmm. And in describing, I'm also kind of analyzing. I'm kind of throwing in like little tweaks here and there, you know, as I describe it. So it's not just like some deadpan description, you know? So that's probably why I do that. Whereas you do the other kinds of preparation. And I feel like that's what makes our dialogue interesting because we are approaching uh, the same subject matter, subject matter, you know, from different points of view, obviously. Yes. And, and if anything, I think that's the power of the podcast. 
listening to both of you and, you know, listening to myself <laughs> as I speak <laughs> in this episode today, <laughs> that, uh, what, what comes to mind is just there's no no one way that any creative person processes information. And it's a little bit different for all of us. So if you're able to write some notes down that can help you be more spontaneous or quippy, then that's one way of doing it. And to watch something mm -hmm. two or three times versus 20 times is a different thing. And uh, certainly with my other podcasts, we had fully different approaches. And it was a lesson in collaboration and learning to communicate effectively and compassionately when we would get frustrated or burnt out. Uh, I remember Molly and I at a certain point with doing um, Cabin Minute Cast, we could just tell we're longtime friends like you guys are. Mm -hmm. But we just could tell at a certain point, like, we are feeling really uptight and unhappy and irritated and this is not sounding fun. So we, we mm -hmm. just decided, why don't, you know, Molly, why don't you have a friend on for a couple episodes and then I'll have a friend on for a couple of episodes so we can each take a break. Mm. We can each just, you know, have a couple of weeks off of doing this and also just bring in some fresh voices and fresh combinations. And it just, it worked out great. It was fun. And with Sean, who, Sean uh, German, who I did Spinal Tap Minute with, he and I had never met before. Wow. So <laughs> um, he, he came on as also a new podcaster. So we were learning together and we really, it took us a while to you know, kind of get our flow and would get you your listen, chemistry. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Those first few episodes, yeah. I mean, I think they're fun and listenable, but you know, he was thinking up sort of bits and trying those out. And I was sort of, I don't know, trying to figure out, yeah, my flow and it was funny, but yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. we would just get frustrated with each other or just, it was hilarious, but uh, it, I loved it. I love that process. Hey, I think I think you're, you're you're reminding me of my instinct, which was when Josh said minute by minute. I was like, but let's say the movie's 120 minutes long. That's 120 podcasts. We're gonna kill each other by the end of this, you know. Like, <laughs> so I I can understand. We've almost killed each other after like right. 15. So, so like, yeah. Like, and my instinct <laughs> is to know like. Wait a second. Let's let's view this as a project where we know what the where the end is in sight right from the beginning. You know, I mean, yes, you might know in a minute by minute version you're gonna do, but that seems so much. Yeah, I'm I'm astounded that people can do. Minute I can't by minute. believe you do that, and that you can devote that much time and, and try to pull out what you can out of a minute of film. I mean, even if it is if it's Star Wars or whatever or, or Spinal Tap. And I'm like, that's why I'm always trying to find like other assets. And then I get worried, are we repeating ourselves? Did I say that last episode? You start to discover that certain projects have, you know, themes. And the themes in a movie or a mm -hmm. story often get revisited, which means you keep revisiting your own ideas. Right. You know? For Spinal Tap Minute, if there's one thing I could do, uh, and I wasn't editing, and Sean did a fantastic job editing, but if I was going to go back through and like, think about it a little bit more, take another stab at it. There's so many times where we were all just sitting around talking about how awesome all the actors were, you know, because right. those are great performances by stellar people and so many great jokes and stuff. Uh, um, and we were lucky enough, the uh, guy that played Viv Savage, he lives here in Oakland. So he came over to my house, got to have him as a guest. Some of the other movies by Minutes folks, I mean, we had great guests, people who had, you know, gone to see Spinal Tap 
live. Somebody had gone to see them at CBGB's. I mean, <laughs> so that was oh, wow. great fun. Um, but yeah, and I never felt like we were padding it, but I do feel like we repeated a few things a few times, which was well, you can't you can't help that because again, you're doing so many of those podcasts, and we're trying to avoid that as best as possible. And again, Josh is being kind of surgical in the editing. But a, a funny thing, based on what you just said, that I wanted to bring up was I think Josh didn't necessarily have in his mind to interview people who worked on the movie. Is that correct, Josh? And that was one of my ideas. That's true. That was definitely one of your ideas. You had a hesitation because, well, you, you explain why, if, if you will. Well, again, based on sort of the model of Star Wars Minute, which was that they never have anybody involved with the actual creation of the movies on. And I've always read that as not because they couldn't, but because they wanted to maintain that sort of critical distance to be able to feel like they could say whatever they wanted to and make fun of things and, and just be free of worrying that they might hurt somebody's feelings. Um, so when we originally started thinking about doing this film, I, for some reason, just felt like we needed to also maintain that distance and, and be able to, you know, have that freedom. But now that I'm even thinking about it, like I'm realizing how ridiculous that is because Dean and I were both illustrators for Harvey Picard. So right there we have uh, two people connected to it. So yeah, Dean convinced me since he has, you know, the connection to the filmmakers and some of the actors even, and I know some of the other illustrators and you know, like the real Toby Radloff, et cetera. And we both know Joyce Brabner. So obviously it just became more and more clear that uh, we need to add interviews to the mix. And, and I was trying to honor Josh's vision here by the fact that he's done all this work to basically create the go-to podcast on American Spider of the Movie that also expands out to Harvey Picar and his comics work and then other cartoonists and the filmmakers and actors and producers involved. And I was like, well, why not have all of this in here possible, you know, creating this this kind of like audio tome on this really cool thing that happened. That was my reasoning. And there's just room to do things all sorts of different ways. And when you work with a friend like this um, that you've collaborated with before, you have that ability to kind of poke and prod at each other and stretch each other and, and challenge at one idea with another to make things even better. So Rick and Julia, they do Mad Max Minute, and they have guests on, but they also, most of the time, it's just the two of them. So I enjoy that I'm kind of getting to know the two of them and the way that they're discovering these films over the course of all the films. And as of this recording, hmm. they're on Fury Road, and they got to start off the new season of Fury Road with the storyboard creator that works with George. Mm. Oh, wow. And so he's, for the first five episodes, he's their guest. He's hilarious. Uh, if it's this one particular artist, he's amazing. But let me ask you, do you feel like, because you, you both seem to listen to a lot of Movie Minute uh, podcasts, and I don't. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like ultimately you're just, you're not going for the movie, you're going for the people? to listen to the people and you, they become kind of like your friends or? Well, I think that no matter what the podcast is, it always comes down to the hosts, but oftentimes I'll start with whatever the film is. So like with you guys, I didn't know Josh and Dean. I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. American Splendor, you know, it really shone out as a beacon amongst some of the other films because sure there's movies from the eighties I liked, but I'm not um, an obsessive 
fan of a lot of the films that are covered in the movies by minutes group and uh, this movie really jumped out at me so i started listening and enjoyed it right. you know john carpenter's the thing the thing minute oh great movie yeah fantastic movie one of my favorite movies and then uh, harper w harris he covered that and he's a, a sound editor um he works in well he's a sound guy he does a lot of different things boom operator etc so he you know not only did he have some fun guests but he integrated Integrated some interesting soundscapes and sound gags into the podcast. Oh, cool. I got to check that one out. I, I think with any podcast, it comes down to who's who the personalities of the single or group or any combination of the hosts. Yeah, that's a great question, Dean. I would say I started listening to Star Wars Minute because actually our mutual friend Alex Robinson was one of the hosts. And, you know, he's a cartoonist that grew up professionally the same time as Dean and I did. And we used to see him at the same small comics expos and stuff. I kind of had lost touch with him. And then all of a sudden I heard he was hosting this show. And I was like, Alex Robinson does podcasts? You know, so I, I checked it out and immediately just fell in love with the chemistry that he and Pete, the retailer, have together. And that's what cemented me going down that road. And then there is one, I will name names, the uh, Indiana Jones Minute guys. Mm -hmm. uh, entire first season of that, I hate listened to that entire first season. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not digging them. And then I don't know what happened, but I started listening to the second season and I started enjoying all of them and their different personalities. And they have a similar, they have some similar chemistry that Dean and I do that they're all kind of longtime friends and that relationship and the way that they kind of dig at each other and make callbacks to stuff that they did when they were kids or when they were in college or whatever started to appeal to me. And then I just came to enjoy them. Like all the things that I hated about them at first, I started to like. So I think in a way you got your onto something there, Dean, you know, that it becomes about the invisible friend of these hosts of, of the show more than the movie itself almost. Mm -hmm. But also getting back to collaboration, Heidi, one thing about Dean and I, you know, having known each other as long as we have, and also the particular personalities we have is we are not afraid to challenge each other and to fight with each other. And we never, we're never worried that if we get in a big low down drag out argument or even come to near blows with each other, <laughs> that it will actually affect our relationship going forward. That's a real freedom, like to have that much confidence in and respect for each other that you know that you can vehemently disagree and argue and wrestle something back and forth and still, you know, your relationship will survive that is really important. And, and my wife and I have, who's my wife is a writer, a fiction writer, and we've been together for you know, a long time and have grown up with each other creatively and are each other's first readers and editors, you know, we have a very similar dynamic where we can be each other's harshest critics, but we also know at the end that we have each other's back. And that is is huge in any collaboration, the confidence that you can fight with the other person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So speaking of collaborating, and we kind of talked about, uh, you know, a few of the different Movies by Minutes podcasts, we're actually throwing a get together in Portland, Oregon on Saturday, August 24th. We're all meeting up for a, I'm calling it like a podcaster social. There's going to be live podcasting at the Clinton Street Theater. We're going to play some games. I'm going to get to record a Vibrant Visionaries episode live, and I'm actually going to have Chris Chris and Rudy, who do Open the Podcast Doors Hal podcast. <laughs> That's another one I want to listen to. Mm. I love that title. 
So Star Wars Minute will be there. We're going to have a newly pod game, which is going to be <laughs> like a newly wed game, but with podcast hosts and uh, all sorts of other things. So I'll I'll share a link with all the details and maybe even the Facebook event that gives the full story. But just to let you guys know, that's going to be happening. Sounds like fun. And we've done this. This is actually the third year. The first year was in Chicago. The second year was in Denver. And we're all getting to know each other in real life, face to face. <laughs> it's a little awkward the first year. Mm-hmm. We're all, uh, you know, usually get together a day ahead or a day after and, you know, play board games or, you know, just even do some impromptu podcasting. So I just wanted to let you guys know about that. Thank you. We're getting some good ticket sales and I'm really excited about it. Sounds great. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I have paid attention that this is now becoming an annual event, which I'm hoping to be able to make it to one of them one of these days. So, you know, it could happen this year. Well, before we wrap things up today, I wanted to thank both of you guys. This has been just wonderful getting to know both of you a little bit better. And why don't you both take a moment and just let us know, let the listeners know what you're up to these days, what other, you know, projects you're into and maybe want to point people to. Okay. Uh, besides co-hosting uh, Scene by Scene with Josh and Dean, I'm also currently producing a weekly webcomic called Starcross for a free comics app called Line Webtoon. And you can read all three seasons for free. I'm sure Josh can speak to this as well, but as a creator, you're always spinning plates and you know it's like playing pool. You're not playing for the shot that's right in front of you, you're playing for the next shot. So while I'm indulging this current project of mine, uh, I'm also trying to figure out the next steps, the next things I want to work on. I've written a play that hopefully will be produced in the fall, developing a TV show, fingers crossed, you know, maybe we'll get made someday and movies and and anything involving storytelling and, and showing story visually. That's my wheelhouse and that's the kind of stuff I love to do. And that's what I'm working on. Sweet. And I'll share the links to everything, including that app. When we were emailing earlier, I downloaded that Webtoon app and it's really great. It's um, nice and streamlined and it's great to see see your comic in there. A nice way for me to reconnect to my comic loving roots. I keep telling people my comic book is in your pocket right now and it's free. (laughs) Uh, In terms of what I've got going on right now, I'm I'm like you, Heidi. I'm really enjoying this deep dive into learning sound editing and mm-hmm. just integrating sort of my aesthetics about like the, the podcast that I would want to uh, listen to into this show. The ancillary materials that we're doing for it and, re- and all the recording and the interviews and all that. So that's been taking up a big chunk of my creative space. I've also published, uh, I guess, three books now, but the last one came out almost seven, eight years ago. And I've been doing lots of short nonfiction journalism pieces over the years, but I've got that hankering to do like a big full length book project again. So the thing I'm working on, I can't really talk about it right now because it's I have to yet to give it to my agent. Look for something from me fairly soon or announcement, trying to be very teasy <laughs> about that. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap it up, guys. I am recording in Oakland today. It is 100 degrees, which is crazy, crazy for Oakland. I moved here from Sacramento. It's supposed to be cooler. But yeah, thanks so much, both of you. It was, it was really wonderful to spend this time with both of you. 
No, thank you. Yeah, thanks for your interest. Thank you, Heidi. And your support. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, everybody, that was another episode of Vibrant Visionaries. This is Heidi Bennett. You can find all episodes and links and everything at vibrantvisionaries.com. You can find out more about my coaching with multi-creatives, people like Josh and Dean, when they're trying to work on uh, their next creative project and aren't sure what to do. Um, I'm somebody that helps people figure out exactly where to take next steps. So uh, find that all at HeidiBennett.com and we'll see you next time. 